Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Hey, Brewer fans, and welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This is the segment for not only diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I am your host, Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, and it can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. And as always, I am joined with my two friends, the Vanilla Gorilla, who can be found on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and... Trevor Bender, a.k.a. Sunshine, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. So, hopefully you all found the podcast okay. As you know, we switched our names a little bit, as this the new title is Brewers Trilogy Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. You can find our Bucks and Packers podcast the same way, just by switching out that team name. And we are staying under the same name, Trilogy underscore pod, on Twitter, where we do most of our tweeting, obviously, because it's on Twitter. Most of our content is out on there, is what I'm trying to get at. And on Facebook, we are the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Podcast as well, where we post content. So, boys, it was a interesting week. We uh, had the Astros for two games, a little interleague play, and then swung over to the West Coast. Uh, for the Giants, where the first two games were uh, obviously pretty disappointing and frustrating. Um, but as always, let's kind of get into how this podcast rolls along. Let's get into our one play and one number out of the Astros series. So just as a quick refresher, we lost game one, 10 to 8, and won game two, 6 to 3. What do you boys got for me today? Um... So, I, again, I had a performance for this one um, for, it was in the second game. So, that was the Woodruff and Verlander were pitching that game. Um, I just thought how crazy of a stat line those two put up. It was, like, outside of the walks and the strikeouts, it was, like, identical. So, they both pitched seven innings. Both had four hits. Both had three runs. All of them earned. So it was Brandon Woodruff has, or in the future, he's probably going to be our ace. Um, He's got that kind of stuff. It looks like that's on the trajectory he's going. And Verlander obviously has been that type of pitcher for a long time. Um, So I think it is crazy. how similar of a game they pitched. And the thing that was different, uh, the biggest difference was the strikeouts. Um, So that's my number. The Brewers had 24 strikeouts in the game, 15 of which uh, were to Justin Verlander. So just 
absolutely the Brewers, when they weren't getting on base, it seemed they were striking out, um, not really putting the ball in play much other than when they were actually getting hits. Um, but getting a win is important, especially getting a win against a pitcher like that um, just is really confidence-boosting for your for your offense specifically. Yeah, it's like home run or strikeout. That's how the league is today. Because, <laughs> I mean, how often are you going to yeah. win a game where you strike out 24 times? It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the Brewers found a way how to do it, which is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, my play is Moose hits a two-run home run in the 14th. They give the Brewers the lead and eventually the win. Um, and that goes along with my number. My number is infinity, which is how much I love Moose. That's all. That's yeah. That's it. That's that's not what I thought you were going with infinity. I thought you were gonna say we struck out an infinite amount of times, but that works too. <laughs> Dude, Trevor, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> I don't know that much about baseball. I can't. <laughs> I can only quantify my love. Well, your love is good enough for me, Scott. <laughs> Apparently, uh, speaking as long as we're on the moose train here, uh, I think it was game one or game two against the Giants, you could hear a moose chants in San Francisco, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> you don't see that very often. Um, but uh, So my plays that I like to focus on were, it was actually two of them, couldn't decide uh, which catch was better. Um, both... Gamble and Christian Yelich had diving catches, and they're incredible. Um, StatCast gave Gamble a, I think, a 25% chance to catch the ball, and she covered 45 feet to get there. And he laid out for it and was able to hold on, record the out. And then Christian Yelich, um, his catch dove so hard, his hat flew off him. And it was kind of a little awkward landing, but, I mean, it's... It, it's nice to have a gold glover out there, someone you can rely on and make those plays and the bat that he has too. Um, that should not be underlooked, overlooked. Uh, another number I had kind of branching off what Trevor said was the number three, which was the number of earned runs by Brandon Woodruff and Justin Verlander. Um, so obviously I was really looking forward to that showdown between the two, um, kind of labeled it as, you know, an ace versus future ace meeting. And with all the success Brandon Woodruff has had recently, you know, I figured he'd give him a good run for his money. And, yeah, he, he held his own. He kept his team in the game. And, you know, obviously a game where both teams end up playing 14 innings to go seven innings and keep your team, you know, in it, that's, that's a very valuable piece to have. Um, so I was, I was glad Brandon Woodruff was able to do. He didn't back down from... Um, the tough competition and you know I mean obviously he didn't back down in the playoffs last year technically he was you know we'll say in quotations the starter when you know when Clayton Kershaw was on the mound um, and he kept us in that game as well so lots of good stuff coming out of Brandon Woodruff do you guys have anything else on the Astros series at all 
No. I do not. Nothing. All right, well, we will move on here quickly to the uh, Giants series. So kind of a frustrating series. Um, ultimately, the Brewers lose the series, um, dropping game one 5-3, to three, losing game two 8-7. to seven, And then as we speak, game three is in the top of the ninth. Um, the Brewers are holding on to a 5-3 to three lead. Josh Hader's in pitching, so hopefully we can hold on to that. But what plays and numbers you guys got for me? All right. Um, I can go first. So this, this one was just a di- – okay, fine. You go first. Uh, okay, sure. Um, so my first play is Mike Yazdremski. I hope that's right. He doesn't have enough vowels in his last name, so I don't know how to say it. Um, but he makes a diving catch to end game two. Um, so obviously the Brewers were down by one. Um if he doesn't make that diving catch, that ball probably gets through, and we had a runner on first who had a good shot again getting the home to tie the game. So uh, that was a big-time play. Unfortunately, it was against the Brewers, but it is still a great play regardless. Um, my number is 11. That's how many batters Jimmy retired in a row and six of those were on strikes before he allowed his first um, run, uh, hitter that turned into a run. So uh, a good start for Jimmy there in this game. Yeah, that, that diving catch was insane. I mean, Brewers are seeing Will Smith for the second time in a row, and first two batters go down, you know, like nothing. And all of a sudden Christian Yelch hits a opposite field home run brings the game within one run ryan braun hits this very little bloop single out in the left and you could you know the momentum was shifting you know with the way the hits were going that day in san francisco you thought you know even there was two outs the brewers had a shot and that if he misses that ball it would would have for sure been a tie game um so yeah great play unfortunately like scott Um, said not the brewers way (laughs) so my two number not my two numbers my play um, is actually two plays, and it's a negative one. Um, and that's Steven votes two triple game. I didn't know that guy was capable of running to third in one without stopping. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, obviously, former Brewer, and he did pretty good for us while while we needed him. Um, but it was just surprising. I know that ballpark uh, in San Francisco – they have a place called Triples Alley. Um, one of them was hit there. The other one was hit off the top of that wall in right. <clears throat> um, and then just bounced back too far, and Yelich had to run back and get it. Um, I just couldn't believe Steven Vogt hit two freaking triples in a season, much less one freaking game. Um, my number is five. That's how much Jesus Aguilar he has in home runs this year, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, last year he had 35. Granted, that was through a whole season, but um, definitely not on the same pace as he was last year. So hopefully we can kind of get him in gear and hopefully that home run in this series um, in game three, which was a no-doubter, by the way, um, hopefully that kind of gets him on a roll of hitting some more home runs and just hitting the ball more often preferably (laughs) 
Yeah, that home run might have put him over 200 now. It'll be close, <laughs> which is obviously yeah. not very good. Um, yeah, we need him at like 270. Yeah, and man, I mean, even if he hits like half the amount of home runs he did last year, that'd be perfect. That'd be a heck of a second half of the season too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Brewers just held on to win five to three as we were talking here. Um, so salvaging the last game out of the series. Um, but the play that I like the most um, actually came from Hernan Perez. Um, so you got the start first couple games um, with lefties on the mound. And Kevin Pilar, Pilar excuse me, was trying to steal second. And ball kind of got away from Orlando Arcia. And Perez, you know, being the hustler that he is, was in perfect position, fielded the ball, and easily threw him out at third. Um, but, you know, it, that play would not have happened if he wouldn't have anticipated and, or backed up the play. And, you know, I think I'm writing a little piece right now, Hernan Pernez, and how he just he makes winning plays. That's what he does. That's why he's a valuable t- piece to this team. Um, and then my second, my number, excuse me, was number six. So that was, as Scott mentioned, the number of strikeouts that Jimmy had. Granted, he did only go four innings. Um but, you know, his slider was nasty um, those first couple innings. Nobody was touching it. Um, his velocity was down a little bit, but whew, good luck trying to hit that slider if it continues to move like that. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else on the Giant series at all? Nah. Um, <clears throat> I have just one thing, and... It was the Brewers Twitter account that tweeted this out. Um, we're recording this, obviously. Game three of that series just ended, so it's Father's Day. Um, and the Brewers tweeted out a dad joke. Are you ready for it? Oh, boy. <laughs> what is the difference between a boy who is late for dinner and a baseball hit over the fence? I don't know. One runs home, the other is a home run. Wow, that was, I don't know, Trevor. I don't know if I can appreciate that dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they posted the video of Jesus Aguilar's home run with it, if that makes it any better. Okay. I'm signing off. You guys guys finish this podcast without me. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I usually like dad jokes, but I don't know. (laughs) Hey. That's that's what they gave me. I was just reading what the Brewers Twitter account posted. I guess I can't come up with anything better, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next, uh, switching out of the dad jokes, we're going to transition into the uh, pitching stats slash numbers for your 2019 Milwaukee Brewers. Last week, we covered the offensive numbers, so if you haven't listened to that, give her a quick listen. Um, we're going to keep it similar. Last week would be a little bit of trivia style. Um, so, guess first off, we're going to start with that higher or lower game. Um, so first, I want to know, the team ERA for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2018 was 3.73. Is the team ERA this year higher or lower than that? Higher. Scott? Oh, maybe he did sign off. 
Just kidding. No, I didn't. Um, I'm going to say it's higher. <laughs> wow, you really had me fooled. <laughs> it is higher. It is 4.57. Uh, last year, the Brewers finished ninth in strikeouts um, recorded by a pitcher. Uh, this year, are they higher or lower than ninth place? Wait, uh, like higher as in better or as in better so yeah rec- striking more batters out sorry i w- i would say there's more strikeouts uh i'll say less there is more this year they're currently fifth <laughs> with 658 Damn. uh the 2018 batting average against last year was 233 which was the fifth best so or fifth lowest the way you want to look at it in the mlb this year, are they higher or lower than fifth place? Lower. Um, I think they're worse this year. They are worse. This year, they are 11th, and the average is 252. So a whole, almost a whole point two zero difference there. And last one for higher or lower. Uh, last year, the Brewers finished 7th in allowing home runs as a pitcher, so as in 7th lowest. Um, with 173 home runs given up this year, this year, excuse me, are they higher or lower? Uh, I feel like they're they got to be higher. There's more home runs. Lower. They are higher. They're currently given up the 20th most home runs, and they're we're right at 100. Um, so yeah, next hmm. let's uh, we're gonna move kind of into relievers only. Um, so see if you guys can figure this one out. Who out of our relievers, reliever stats only, who has the best ERA? Who do you think? Hmm. I feel like I feel like Josh Hader's too easy. So I'm gonna go with. Matt Albers. Scott? I'll just say Josh Hader. Well, it is a bit of a trick question. The actual correct answer is Adrian Hauser. Um, In a reliever role only, he has a 1.27 ERA in 21 21 innings pitched with 24 strikeouts. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's impressive. It is because I mean normally he's kind of used in that like that role where the starter like only goes like four or five innings, so then you're asking a couple innings out of him. <laughs> so yeah. I think that makes it even more impressive. Kind of, kind of remind, kind of reminds me of Corbin Burns last year out of the pen. You're reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. Speaking of Josh Hader, Josh Hader is second on the team in ERA with 2.14. He struck out 66 batters in 33.2 innings. Obviously, that's not updated to the Sunday's game. Um, So he's allowed eight earned runs this entire year. How many of those earned runs have been given up via the home run ball? All of them. Scott? Scott? The correct answer is six out of the eight. And given the fact that batters are hitting .117 against them, 
it's almost at this point like a home runner bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it feels like. Right, you just either sit on the fastball and hope to God you hit it, or you swing at air. <laughs> so that's good stuff right, out of Josh much. Hader. Um, all right, so next I want you to give me the next best three reliever ERAs. Which pitchers do you think they are? So after Hauser and Hader? Correct. I think Matt Albers is up there. He is not in my top three. Nope. JJ? JJ is second. Or, well, technically fourth, I guess you could say. Um, hmm. uh, Junior Guerra? He is fifth. So you're missing the third best reliever. And I will use reliever in heavy quotations for this one. Main Pena. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hernan Perez. He did not have enough innings to qualify. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my gosh, I can't think. Scott, throw an actual answer Stop. out there. Dude, that's the only other reliever I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the oh, third, why can't I think of anyone? He was a he was a starter to begin the year. Chase. It is not Chase. Nope. Starter to begin the year. He's in the bullpen now. Uh, he's well, maybe he's been bouncing around. He's been starting the last couple games. I don't. I can't think of him. I don't know. So that would uh, that would make the correct answer Freddie Peralta, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, really? Um, given given that it. is a very limited sample size of a whole twelve point one innings, <laughs> but in those innings he's given up three earned runs. <laughs> um, so a bit of a trick question there, and obviously limited sample size. But if he does end up going back to the bullpen, and we'll say kind of resuming that. We'll call it Adrian Hauser or Corbin Burns of last year role. Maybe he strives there for some reason. I don't know. We'll guess only time will tell with that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next we're going to transition into the starters. So I'm only going to focus on two of them, and they are the two that have taken the hill every fifth day, so Zach Davies and Brandon Woodruff. The only two we're going to focus on today so Zach Davies, 2.6 ERA, obviously very good this year. Um, he has thrown 1,278 pitches this year. What percentage of his pitches do you think have either been a sinker or a change? Ooh, probably about that 69%. 90%. <laughs> Five. The answer is ninety percent. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that is incredible. So he basically just throws those two pitches. Yep. He does. He does have a slider, curve, and cutter. Um, but he has thrown the slider twelve times this year. Fifty-one curves and fifty-five cutters. <laughs> Jesus. So. So he doesn't. He doesn't have like a two seamer or anything. Um, 
The data I was looking up just said fastball. I'm pretty sure he throws just a normal two-seamer as compared to a four-seamer, but I guess I could be wrong on that. You'd have to stat check me. I'm guessing he almost has to use that sinker as his fastball then, right? Correct, yep. Hmm. Yeah, the sinker qualifies as a fastball, essentially. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so obviously keeping hitters off balance with two pitches is like normally something you only see out of bullpen pitchers. <laughs> but to do it as a starter and have the success rate that he has this year, I think makes it even more crazy. Uh, and then our second guy is Brandon Woodruff. So this year, um, it's got a 3.87 ERA. Um, so... I kind of wrote a little piece on him. If you hadn't checked it out, it's on our website, Wisco Sports Trilogy. A little plug there. Um, but he's using the four-seam fastball 56% of the time when he has two strikes. So it's kind of his go-to strikeout pitch. Um, his velocity has increased um, with that pitch a um, whole two miles per hour since the beginning of the year. Um, he's kind of using his off-speed pitches early in the counts and fastball later, as I just mentioned. Um, but for you guys, seeing how he's liking to throw his off-speed early, fastball later, what percent, what's his strike percentage rate is my question. How many of his pitches are thrown for a strike? Mm. 95. It has to be fairly high if he's able to use off-speed early and that continually work for him. Um, so I'm going to... S- I don't even know what's high, honestly. So I'm going to say, like, 75%. Scotty? 95. 95. It is 66%, which league average was around, like, 63%. So just slightly above. Um, But obviously he's having a lot of success with it, so don't change a thing, Woody. (laughs) Uh, are there anything you guys would like to say about the uh, relievers or starters at all before we move on? Nah. No, um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Alright, we will move on then. So we're gonna we're gonna hit up a little bit of trade rumors already. I mean July is right around the corner. And obviously with the Brewers playing the Giants, um, there was that quote by Will Smith saying, I liked Milwaukee, obviously being a former Brewer, which we traded him in 2016 to the Giants. Um, and given the Brewers' uh, last two seasons, um, in 2017 adding relievers Jeremy Jeffress and Anthony Schwarzak, and then in 2018 Joe Kim Soria. Um, so it seems very likely that the Brewers would like or look to add a top reliever this trade deadline season. Um so do you guys have uh, any particular reliever that you have in mind that the Brewers should target at all? Um, I don't really have one name that really sticks out to me that at least might be on the trading block. I don't, I don't really know a specific player. Um, I wasn't thinking of Soya last year either, so... And that ended up working. And Jeremy Jeffress was really struggling before he came back to Milwaukee. Um, so that one kind of surprised me too. So 
I just think whatever whatever David Stearns thinks, I think he should do. And I think he will go out and get at least one bullpen arm, um, possibly even two. I would not be surprised at that at all. But I am just going to be happy with whoever he brings in because these last two years he brought in those players that I wasn't expecting, and it turned out to be a good part of part of this team. So whatever David Stearns has in mind, I am all on board with. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you expect me to come up with a name? <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously one that has been kind of linked is Madison Bumgarner. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, according to Bleacher Report, that's a team that or that's a trade that we should make now. Um, I don't know. We'll see. With the Cubs making a move to boost their bullpen, I think, um, obviously, I think it's something that we could use. Um, but, I yeah, I don't have a particular name. Whoever's, whoever's going to help out. All right. And I believe Madison Bumgarner listed the Brewers on his no trade clause to start the year. So yeah, that trade yeah, I don't think can happen, but there might be ways around yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> he did that. Yeah, that was a while ago. Who knows? And Scott Madison Bumgarner is a starter. We're talking about bullpen guys or rotation guys in your terms. <laughs> the rotation. I don't Dude, he throws the ball. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're out getters, as Craig Council would say. <laughs> well, we bring in a starter, then someone else moves to the bullpen. Duh. Yeah, the Brewers okay. haven't traded for a starter <laughs> since what CC Sabathia, maybe. <laughs> it's yeah. been that long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there, I mean, there are a couple guys out there. For me, I'd like to see the Brewers target. Um, I think a targeting a lefty would be good. Obviously, we have Josh Hader, who has no problems against lefties or righties. Um, and then we're using Alex Claudio right now, who leads the majors in games played, um, which has not been a good thing as of recently. Um, so there's some debate whether or not he should be used only against lefties or not. Um, so I think going out, you know, if the Brewers make a trade for Will Smith, hey, that'd be great. He's having a heck of a year. Um, otherwise, there's names out there like Caleb Smith from the Marlins. Um, Marlins are obviously prone to making stupid trades, so <laughs> who knows? That could maybe happen. Um, but there are also a few expiring contract deals out there in the league. Um, Greg Holland of the Diamondbacks, Felipe Vasquez of the Pirates. Uh, Brad Hand of the Indians was listed recently um, as a potential reliever to be traded. I think that's kind of odd given how good the Indians are, but who knows? Um, you know, but we are approaching that time of the year, so it's time to start thinking about those sorts of things. Um, but speaking of that time of the year, um, we got really excited when the Brewers kind of flipped into June um, with the schedule difficulty going down quite a bit, and guess what? It's going to continue to go down or get less difficult in my opinion um the brewers don't play a team above 500 as of right now until after the all-star break so that's a whole 20 games from now <laughs> so give you a reference next week they have three games versus the padres four games versus the reds 
week after that, three against the Mariners, then three against the Pirates, and then the week before the All-Star break, it's four games against the Reds, three more games against the Pirates. So it really seems like a time where the Brewers can make a big push. Um, obviously, we kind of thought, you know, when the Marlins were in town, hey, it's a good time to get a series win, end up losing that series. Brewer fans, myself included, pretty irritated with that. Um, so, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think of the schedule? Are you going to be disappointed, you know, if come All-Star break, we're right where we are now, which is, you know, hovering around that 8 to 10 games above 500 level? Um, or what do you think? Well, yeah, I don't think we can go 500 over these next 20 games. I think this will say a lot about the team going forward. Uh, got a big opportunity. Hopefully they can take advantage of it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't think I would be like very concerned if they end up going 500 over this stretch because they showed in a much tougher stretch during this year that they could go over 500, um, which I think is more telling. But I I do think they push that to, you know, maybe 10 to 13 range afterwards. Um, after that stretch of games, I think would be ideal if they get to that 13 games over 500 because I think they're, what, eight right now, nine after the – after that Correct. giant series um so getting added four four or five games that would be huge i think um during the stretch and it's a stretch they can do it uh they just gotta go out and prove it um you know some of these teams are right at that 500 mark i don't think they're all bad teams even though they're under the 500 mark um you know the padres eh, they're not great but they're not a terrible team. The Pirates, same thing. Um, so it's not going to be the easiest stretch, even though the records indicate it should be very easy. Um, but we'll see how they do. Um, I think they can come out of here looking very good in the division. Um, but like I said, not too concerning if they just go a little over 500 in this stretch. Right. I mean, yeah, for me, I'd kind of like to see us be closer to that 12 games 13 games kind of as trevor was saying over 500 you know we mentioned in our month in review podcast you know the brewers were finishing you know they're winning three more games than losing the first couple months of the year so if we do that again this month that would put us 12 games over um which obviously if you keep that pace up sets you on pace to finish close to you know 18 20 games over five or over yeah over 500 by the end of the year which obviously should be enough to win the division. Um, but, you know, with the Cubs adding pieces and they were playing pretty good baseball there for a while. They were they were pretty hot. Um, I think this stretch of games, if you want to set yourself up well for the next, you know, for the rest of the season, um, finishing this stretch out strong is it's important, especially, you know, with our uncertain starting rotation, you know, guys coming back from the injured list and guys trying to – establish themselves still in the bullpen um, to eke out some wins here and it would be huge I think uh, but speaking of all-star game coming up um, all-star voting is currently underway still so they're doing a little differently this year um, they're having what they're calling a primary round so 
that's where you cast your vote for whoever you want. And the top three in each position will move on to the next round, where you can only vote for the top three in each position. Um, so that primary ends June 21st, so this Friday. Um, kind of things came out last week, earlier this week, um, that Christian Yelich and Moose were in the top three for their respective positions, um, which obviously leaves out Grandall, um, who you would hope would be good enough to make an all-star game this year. So need your guys' help voting the Milwaukee Brewers in. Um, it's an exciting time. I'd like to see the Brewers well-represented. And hopefully we can get her done. You guys got anything on uh, anything All-Star related here or anything else in general before we sign out? Make it happen. Keep voting. Yep, get out there and start voting if you haven't already, everyone. All right. And on that note, that will conclude our podcast here today. Be sure to tune in next week, and we'll see you. Peace out. Go women's soccer! Uh.